This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, how many of you out there watch or watched the TV show The Office uh, from back in the day? And I think you can still stream the episodes now. But do you remember the episode when when Jim and Dwight? And for those of you who who've never seen this show, Jim and Dwight, they're you know they've got a big competition going. Jim's the cool guy, Dwight's the crazy, uh, crazy weird nerdy guy. Uh, both characters, but but at at one point. Um, they they have to make a decision. Who's going to be the new manager? And so and so you know, of course, you know, Jim and Dwight are competing for who gets to be the manager. And and then eventually the company just does you know the <laughs> the easy wrong thing and says we're going to make you guys the co-managers. And so I just thought it was hilarious uh, that, that when Jim and Dwight were the co-managers on the office. But that's what came to mind. Um, I do not have a New York Times account. I do not give the New York Times money. Uh, I still like to know what what they're putting out there, what they're reporting. Usually I can find out what they're reporting through other sources anyway. And just so you have an idea of what the left is spewing out with their latest nonsense. But uh, but thankfully, uh, Fox News yesterday on Outnumbered, they gave us a nice little summary about Jim and Dwight, who are now co-managing the White House press office. And in recent days, KJP has been sharing the podium with White House National Security Communications Advisor John Kirby. And according to a new report, some Biden officials feel like his presence could be perceived as an insult to his colleague because of her race and gender. The New York Times writes, quote, the White House attributes Mr. Kirby's larger role to the flurry of international news and says that he will brief less often once the Middle East crisis ebbs. But the perception in Washington, they write, is that President Biden has allowed Mr. Kirby, who is white, to upstage a black woman as the face of his White House. And it has turned their double act into a third rail subject. Oh, my goodness. So the New York Times is outraged. They think it's borderline racist that that white guy Kirby keeps showing up and one-upping Corrine Jean-Pierre. Now, you remember, I, we've been calling this out for quite some time. I, I, Man, I joked about this a long time ago, how, you know, KJP can't handle a question. And so, oh, let's bring John Kirby to the podium or let's bring some other guy to the podium. And it's like, wow, what a slap in the face. And now the only reason why KJP was made the White House press secretary in the first place is because she checked these these woke check boxes. She's black. She's gay. She's gay. She's black. She's gay. gay. Like it didn't matter if she was actually qualified. She checked the woke check boxes. So that's why they put her in the position. Now, now they're they're all mad that John Kirby keeps coming up there and trying to one up her. And, and then did you hear what they what they included in that report? Well, Kirby's just coming up for now. He's been going up there for a long time. He's just going up until this national security crisis is over. Look, as long as Joe Biden is president, we are going to be in a national security crisis. So John Kirby ain't going anywhere. Uh, Well, until at least, of course, hopefully we get uh, Donald J. Trump back in the White House. Um, Speaking of national security crisis... Did you see this line of BS they put out yesterday? Phone lines are open for you. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. 
Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Quinn. Man, that was a quick break. I'm trying to send out one little tweet here real fast. Dear Bozeman Media, the two murder suspects are on an ice hold. Uh, FYI, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I just shared uh, screenshots from the jail roster in Bozeman. Uh, the two murder suspects, uh, Andres Felipe Gonzalez. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, here we go. Andres Felipe uh, Lara Gonzalez attempted deliberate homicide, tampering with evidence. Hold for ICE which is Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Santiago Machado Echeverry attempted deliberate homicide, tampering with evidence. Hold for ICE. That's your uh, Valentine's Day attempted murder uh, news update for our listeners on 1450 KMMS in Bozeman. Yeah, there's a couple news stories. Uh, I saw, a, I think it was an ABC Fox report police investigate attempted homicide that occurred in downtown bozeman and uh mentioned the two uh, murder suspects name but uh did not mention any immigration status same thing with the bozeman daily chronicle by the way the bozeman daily chronicle in their report i just saw that one that another listener sent my way they were talking about how basically you had like the swat team or the special response team they, they basically like a SWAT team style response on this house that contained uh, over a dozen individuals that apparently had to be detained at this house as well. And uh, the the nearby school at, at Longfellow School, they had to shelter in place. They had to shelter in place. I, I say that again. I, I, I share these details, A, because it's a big news story, but it's also for, for all of us, whether you're in Kalispell, whether you're in Great Falls, whether you're in Billings, it's a, yet another reminder here that, okay, we can we can talk about these national news stories all day long. We can talk about how Denver is being overrun by illegals right now, and they're cutting every single department uh, budget from police to you name it. We can talk about the Venezuelan gangs that are stabbing people and robbing people in New York City. They come into the country pretending to be asylum seekers, and then they they join up with the rest of the Venezuelan gang to start robbing people left and right. But we don't need to talk about New York City. We don't need to talk about Denver because we see the impacts of the invasion on our southern border right here in our own backyards. And this is just yet another reminder of it. Okay. Did you guys see all the sensational news coverage yesterday where, uh, oh, we can't tell you what it is. We can't tell you what the threat is, but there's a really big threat. We're really freaking out about this really big threat, but we can't tell you what it is. We're going to try to figure out a way to tell you. We have the ability and the authority to declassify this stuff, to tell you what the big threat is. But, uh, but but just wait. We're, we're trying to declassify it so we can tell you what the big threat is. Uh, anyway, Peter Ducey had a had a report for Fox News Radio that I heard earlier this morning. Basically, it sounds like they're, they're claiming that this is a threat regarding Russian capabilities in space. The House Intel Chair Mike Turner is calling on President Biden to declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. 
It's possible this information was collected using FISA Section 702, which the House was going to vote to reauthorize this week with amendments until Speaker Johnson pulled it from the floor yesterday. If that is what is happening, it would also violate a 1967 nuclear treaty covering nukes in space. Oh, yeah, because because Russia is is going to follow the rules. Uh, just like, oh, China's going to follow the rules. Just like, oh, yeah, the Hamas terrorists are going to follow the rules, right? Uh, I'm sure there's people in our federal government that are naive enough to believe just that. But I, I don't know about you guys, but when this story first started getting reported yesterday, it sounded like like this was just a phony attempt at trying to shift the narrative, that they were pushing this propaganda to somehow try to push their foreign aid spending bill across the finish line. It basically sounded like they were trying to strong arm the Republican House into supporting their massive spending bill. But the logic never followed. So that it, so that seemed to be like one of the one of the, the things that they were trying to spin. It also seems like like this uh, Republican Congressman Turner was trying to somehow use this to try to get uh, FISA reauthorization across the finish line. But but anyway, but either way, both storylines are completely absurd. I mean, frankly, look, uh, oh, we got to give more money to Ukraine or Russia's going to bomb us in space. Well, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever. Second off, well, we've got to have more spy powers and more spying capabilities so we can find out more about these threats. Well, maybe if you didn't abuse your spying uh, capabilities to spy on Donald Trump, you actually could be tackling the threats facing America. Anyway, that's my take. Let's go to Right on John on the phone lines. Right on John, what's going on? Yeah, like Russia's going to follow the rules, man. You know that? Yeah, so, crazy, isn't hey. it? Yeah, first of all, I want to uh, thank my buddy Greg Giaforti for uh, securing uh, open carry because uh, what Biden has done with our border and green cards in, in uh, Bozeman here has made it really dangerous to live anywhere in America. So you're, um, you're seeing yeah. it and feeling it, all, all the impacts of this crime, especially with all these, uh, you know, uh, ice holds that are committing these crimes, huh? Oh, definitely. Just even going to the store, you wanna you wanna make sure you got something in uh, uh, kind of hidden away, for sure. Uh, make sure that you even make it back home. Um, yeah, no, that's interesting. I thought about that this morning. I was hearing about all the carjackings in D.C. and they were saying even by the White House, you're not safe. It's like, man, at least we got the ability to be packing heat back here in Montana. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. The Russians are going to nuke us in space. We've got an invasion on our southern border. Yeah, Roger, 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 Roger. Check, check. But, but, but what about our northern border right here? I mean, even in Montana, I mean, we're practically a southern border state right now, given the invasion taking place on our southern border and the impacts on the ground here in Montana. But we are... Not only uh, figuratively, but literally a northern border state as well. Uh, Robert in Belgrade, Kevin in Belgrade, stand by. We'll get to your phone calls here in a very quick few minutes. But we do uh, the only guest we have booked for the next two hours. The rest of the time we're taking your phone calls. We've got uh, Tanya Powers with Fox News Radio talking about the renewed sense of urgency 
regarding the influx of illegal aliens at our northern border. Tanya, thanks for being with us. I'm, I'm glad to hear that this is getting some more attention. Yeah, this, uh, this seems to be getting some more attention, mainly because of new uh, Customs and Border Protection uh, numbers that have, have come out. Um, I think some of this was due to a piece in the New York Times in the last two or three days, which it was a, it was a big article, um, and it had photos with it. And I'll get to the photos in just a second. Um, but the, 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 the headline that seemed to grab a lot of people's attention was the number from the Customs and Border Protection that, that there was a 241% spike in the number of migrants crossing along the northern border in the fiscal year 2023. Uh, compared to the previous year. It was up 241% in 2023. Um, the, about 70% of those crossings were along upstate New York, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Um, so the, the Times report also talked about how people are, are doing this. Um, they are, many of them are from Mexico. Uh, there are a number of other countries that have also been um, you know, people from a number of other countries coming across the northern border. But apparently those who are able to uh, to afford one-way tickets book them to Toronto or Montreal, and then they make their way south to the border towns uh, at, the, at the northern border. And the Customs and Border Patrol uh, Chief Patrol Agent Robert Garcia posted on X that more than 3,100 people have been apprehended since October. That is uh, more than the total of the past four fiscal years combined. It may give a little more context to that 241% number, because without understanding the actual numbers behind that spike, it's kind of difficult to, to understand how this compares with the southern border. I mean, it's obviously a drop in the bucket compared to what we've seen at the southern border, but they, these are the kind of numbers that they're talking about at the northern border. Um, that New York Times story, the photos I mentioned, I think, are maybe what's gotten a lot of people's attention because I think most of us don't – we don't consider what the northern border actually looks like. Most of us haven't seen it, you know, in especially in rural areas uh, where it's more remote. The uh, the Times had a photo that showed a, uh, you know, kind of an obviously a wooded area and uh, just a, you know, concrete uh, marker up out of the ground that said, you know, U.S. on one side, Canada on the other. And that's all there was. There was no, no big fence. There's no barbed wire in, in some of these areas. Um, so it's, it's a different look than what we normally see. We're all familiar with what it looks like at the southern border. But this was a, a different thing. I think that's one of the reasons that uh, this got a lot more attention in the last few, year, a few, a few days because there has been reporting about the northern border. You can, I mean, if you Google it, you can see that there's been stories that have been written in, in previous months up to now about, you know, the difference in that and how more and more people were, were starting to take advantage of that route. Yeah. And and these numbers are, are shocking numbers. They're big numbers. And this is just the numbers they know about. It doesn't include, of course, the potential gotaways that they don't know about. But because the invasion on our southern border is so outrageous, these numbers pale in comparison. Uh, and, and, of course, it only takes one when it comes to a potential terrorist attack or, or more. But, yeah, you talk about the northern border. We know that, uh, that resources have been diverted from our northern border to help out on the south at times. And then sometimes they're just processing paperwork. They're not actually actually stopping uh, uh, illegals from coming into the country. And even here in Montana, I mean, it's 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 the geography of driving from, you know, 
Chicago to Washington, D.C. And, you know, thankfully, we've got a lot of farmers and ranchers along our northern tier that are the eyes and ears for Border Patrol as well. But you get into the more heavily forested you know, parts of northwest Montana. We know the drug mules have taken advantage of, you know, like the yak in, in northwest Montana because of the, you know, the the, the thick forest there. And so it, it's much more challenging to patrol that land. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the uh, the farmers and ranchers. That's that's part of that Times article, actually. They interviewed people who, you know, are living in those areas who have, you know, seen people you know, either take shelter in like their barn or or whatever, and they you know let them let the CBP folks know about it. Um, you know, to kind of you know keep them keep them apprised of the situation. That was one of the parts of the story I found interesting as well. Well, I know our Congressman uh, Ryan Zinke from our Western Congressional District, former Interior Secretary under Trump, is the co-chair of the uh, the Northern Border Caucus as well. So, uh, Tanya Powers, glad you're you're reporting on this important story for those of us here in flyover country, because uh, we're a southern border and a northern northern border state here, oddly enough. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, Tanya. Great to hear from you. 406-294-0970 is the number for you. If you got something you want to talk about, we've got the phone lines open for the rest of the morning. Uh, let's go to, let's see, first, uh, let's see, I think was it, hold on, let me go look at who's on which phone line here. Oh, yeah, it was Robert in Belgrade first up here. Uh, Robert, what's going on? Well, I think if we're going to build a temporary jail, Let's do like Joe Arparlo did and build it out of tents. Um, it, the military gives away all the stuff at stand downs, the clothes, head to tail, high end, warm clothes. They give it away, and a lot of it is brand new. It's high end, and they give it away. Uh, there's, there's people that live in tents in this climate. Um, Joe Arparlo never gave anybody air conditioning. We could give them heaters, and if it gets really cold, they could huddle up, but build it out of tents. The military gives all this stuff away. The clothing, like I said, is high-end. A lot of it's brand new. It's head-to-toe. Yeah, why do jails have to be so nice? I mean, I was kind of joking earlier. You know, these these latest two murder suspects are on an ice hold. And, and if you hear me say that really quickly, did he just say nice hold? Well, I'm sure it's a nice hold, especially if you're getting out from the cold, but no, it's an, an ice hold, an immigration and customs enforcement hold, but but you, you're right. Why do our jails have to be so nice? Why does a temporary jail have to be so nice? Just put the bad guys behind bars so that the innocent people can, can have it nice for a little while. And the only money we probably have to spend is uh, to dye the long underwear pink. That's right, in in the uh, Joe Arpaio fashion. So Yellowstone County, they're looking to do just that, build a temporary detention facility. Is Gallatin County looking to build kind of a temporary uh, jail space as well? Not that I know of, but probably. Yeah. I mean, they should get ICE to pay for it alone, given all the uh, you know immigration and custom enforcement holds they have there at the Gallatin County Jail, right? Right. But, you know, the military has all this stuff, and they give it away at, at stand-downs. I don't know if you've been to a stand down, but I, I have, yeah. Several of them. Yeah. And they give away this stuff, and it's high quality. A lot of it is brand new, and I would give up my stuff at the stand down to put these guys in jail for deterrence. Well, would you give up your poncho people, liner, though? That poncho liner is pretty nice, man. I don't know. I might keep the I poncho would, liner. I would give all of it up to you put give, somebody in jail. To keep this country safe and secure, because that's why you joined to serve your country in the first place, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, great to hear from you, Robert. Thanks for your service. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, we got another caller from Belgrade on the phone lines right now as well. Uh, speaking of the office, Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin in Belgrade. Great to hear from you. Good morning. Hey, I was just um, noticing something on Mike Turner's lapel yesterday when he was uh, trying to divert attention away from Ukraine and the passage of that bill that they just, you know, authorized a whole bunch of money for. Um, and part of it going to probably most of it going to Ukraine. Um, he had an American flag with a Ukraine flag on there. Mm-hmm. And then starts talking about Russia. Here we go. Russiagate. More and more Russiagate. You know? And Russia's like the get out of jail free card. You know, to, yeah, whatever's exactly. going on. Uh, well, Russia, you know, you know, it's like. Yeah. It's like uh, ever since that movie, The Hangover, you know, thanks a lot, Bin Laden. You know, now it's like instead of thanks a lot, Bin Laden, if you're going to joke about something, you're just like, wow, Russia, you know, it's the dang Russians again. Exactly. (laughs) So clearly all of his support is going to Ukraine, and he was probably one of the ones that passed that, what was $95 billion, 90-something billion dollars in aid going to Ukraine, uh, Israel, uh, Gaza, and also Taiwan, I do believe. And uh, well, and you know, I want to support Ukraine too. I mean, I think of our friends uh, Oksana, uh, one of our listeners who who has come and joined us on the show before, and her friend Yulia, that are from Ukraine. I want to support Ukraine too. But you know what? The best absolutely. thing we, you know what the best thing we can do to support Ukraine is is not funneling money to Democrat Party operatives and uh, and that Samuel Bankman Freed. The best thing we can do is drill, baby, drill. And get more American oil pumping and dramatically lower the price of oil instead of funding Vladimir Putin, instead of funding the Tehran John folks in, in, in Tehran. I mean, it, not only that, but the, the best thing we can do to support the people of Ukraine is get Donald J. Trump back in the White House. They weren't invading. There, Putin wasn't invading when Trump was president. There you go. Supporting the people of Ukraine, not Zelensky. Or whoever else has been siphoning off billions of unaccountable funds, right? Exactly. What a money laundering outfit that is. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's and that's that's been proven now. If if folks thought, Oh, you're just saying that two years ago, now it's been documented. Uh, billions of dollars yeah. that they can't account for. Yeah. Kevin, thanks for the phone call. Tim and Billings <laughs> has a funny line here. So, you know, I was joking about the, the White House press secretary and John Kirby. What's this white guy doing here? I'm the press secretary. Step aside. Step aside. The co-managers of the White House press office. Tim and Billings has a, a great response here. Sent us a message on our Montana Talks app. I'll share that with you right after this. And then Francis and Big Fork on the phone lines. Taking your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, I should talk about this story, too. Uh, It's not just uh, Democrat-run cities, Democrat-run schools that are cutting budgets, right? They're having to cut budgets because of the invasion of illegal aliens, you know, like down in Denver. I mean, basically every city department in Denver is going to face a budget cut. Police, public safety, elections. 
they're all being told to plan for budget cuts, according to Nine News, the NBC affiliate down in Denver, because of all of the illegal aliens in Denver. So, but but um, it's, they're not the only ones facing budget cuts. Missoula, Montana. Uh, State Senator Jeremy Trebus at a Great Falls made a very good point. I need to talk about that here. Uh, try to get to that one here at, at some point. But first, do want to get to your phone calls here, 406-294-0970. Or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. In fact, Tim and Billings, I was joking about how John Kirby and Corrine Jean-Pierre are the co-managers of the White House press office. Tim and Billings says this. Aaron, the assistants to the regional managers are arguing because one of them has checked all the woke boxes but is utterly useless. And the other is being a privileged white male and mansplaining what is going on. Tim, thanks for that message. Uh, Into the phone lines we go. Francis, stand by. I I will get to your phone call, but uh, Craig and Big Timber called in first, so I better uh, get to his phone call first here. Craig, thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks, Aaron. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, what's in uh, mind? The reason I called, I would like to uh, revisit. Uh, they were talking about the uh, penitentiaries and stuff. My son is uh, an assistant warden at a federal penitentiary, and he called me up here a whole couple months ago, and he says, "Dad, I can't take it anymore." He said, "I'm turning in my retirement paperwork." He says that uh, they've gone completely woke in the federal pens. He says, you realize that you, the taxpayer, are paying for their bras, panties, dresses, nicer sheets. He said the final straw is you are now paying for their makeup when they decide that they want to be a girl for the day. Why are they? These are, so these are men that were paying for bras and and uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> negligees or whatever. Really, we're paying for that stuff. I, and then makeup. Why do they need to wear makeup in prison? I mean, why would women even need yeah. to wear makeup in prison if you're an That's actual woman? Said. He says they've done completely woke. He said that if I do not refer to them in their chosen gender, I guess for the day, he says I can be reprimanded for that. If My I goodness. don't refer to them as, I mean, it's, he said, Dad, I can't take it anymore. He says, I've turned in my uh, paperwork to retire. He says, this has gone completely out of whack. We're, they're treated so good <laughs> that, and we are paying for it. That's what travels to me. Oh, yeah. Paying for sex changes we're, in some of the prisons, paying for yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, it's very, well, now, Craig. paying for their. Well, I was going to say, so you actually called in, so this ties in with with some of what we've been talking about this morning, because, you know, I was talking about how these two murder suspects in Bozeman are on an ice hold, but if you heard me say it really fast, you'd think I said they're on a nice hold, but the fact is, is how many of these prisoners and jail inmates are getting a nice hold, and and. And jail and prison is nice, nicer than it should be. We had, we had a caller, I think, was that you that was, I, we ran out of time and didn't get to a caller's uh, a call on the phone line. But the other day, we had a caller from, um, uh, from uh, I think, Ronan or Polson area and was complaining about the Montana prisons and how it's too hard on these prisoners, et cetera. And I said, wow, that doesn't seem to track with everything we've been hearing from most folks. I mean, I don't know, but... 
uh, if anything, yeah. we've we, you know, prison is, has been too nice. It's been too easy on these prisoners, and so that. But that's what you're hearing from your own son, who who works in the well, uh, in the business. Yeah, that's what prompted me to call in. Was that guy that called in and complained that they uh, were treating his, I guess, his stepson or something so bad? Well, they we are buying their bras, panties, dresses, their frilly underwear, nicer sheets. Uh, and all we have to do is decide that they want to be a girl. And you're, what got me was we are paying for their makeup. Yeah, yeah. So that they, I mean, that, he says, yeah, I can't take it anymore. He says, the prison system has gone completely woke. And we have to refer to them in the proper, I don't know if it's a proper... Yeah, why are we worried about offending prison inmates? I mean, heck, when I was in basic training, it was my drill sergeant's job to to try to offend me, just to see how you would react, right? But here we have prison inmates. Here we have prison inmates. Oh, don't you dare offend them. Um, I thought we're supposed to make this a punishment so that they don't want to come back here ever again. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, hey, I'll tell you what, if, if your son would ever want to would ever want to speak publicly and join us on the radio show that would be fascinating to hear that in his own words uh but but great to hear from you as well craig thanks for sharing that that's just crazy and and you know you think about him he's like that's it i'm retiring i'm getting the heck out of here how many other people are leaving early and maybe they've only got five years in and they're like no i'm out of here this is garbage and and how many other people are like man i'm at 18 years or whatever the whatever it is to hit the retirement 20 25 I got to do this for two more years to put up with this garbage. Change cannot come fast enough. Francis in Big Fork, great to hear from you. What's on your mind? Well, I was just wondering if you ever heard any more about the illegal aliens being put in Kalispell. The white buses uh, tweet. Yeah, the white I haven't. Buses. I think I've seen one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen one way or the other. Maybe one of our listeners can fill us in. Was there anything uh, confirmed? I saw something online claiming that there was these white buses with U.S. government plates that were busing illegal aliens into into Kalispell. I, I've seen the photo, but I haven't seen it confirmed anywhere yet myself. Well, this one, maybe, maybe it wasn't, but it looked just like it was all white, and it had that kind of... Not the white, white, but the off white, like they show pictures of them yeah. holding up on the TV. Yeah, yeah, and those those U.S. government bigger outfit. Yeah, but you don't know what they're putting them in to try to sneak them in either. Well, I think I've I've ridden in one of those big white buses with U.S. government plates. I think uh, uh, maybe back when I was in basic training, you know, if if they didn't have the cattle cars, you know, you'd have your rucksack on your on your uh, on your lap and. Uh, uh, so I, yeah, I, I know I've ridden in one of those buses before. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't. I mean, even if there was a white bus with government plates, how do we know who yeah, was on I board? I haven't seen them, but I know that I've heard it. Oh, somebody called in and said that they had uh, gone to a laundromat and everybody there was speaking Spanish. Oh yeah, and, wouldn't surprise yeah. us, would it? I mean, wouldn't surprise us. It's just oh. like look at how many. I mean, we've had arrest report after arrest report after arrest report of illegal aliens in Bozeman, Montana. And think about it. Bozeman's one of the most expensive places in the state right now. So if the illegal aliens are somehow figuring out a way to to live in Bozeman, Montana, you you know they're they're figuring out. That's right. That's right. 
Michael say we're paying it. That's right. They're, the government is paying them more money than than people are able to collect on Social Security after they paid into that program their entire lives. That's what Marco Rubio says. So crazy. Yeah, it is. This country's kind of going insane, it seems like. Well, the people in charge are. That's right. That's all. That's right. Well, we can do something about it. We we got liberal Senator John Tester here in Montana. That is the most important race in the entire country. And we want to fix this country. We want to turn this country around. That's it right there. That's the big ticket. Get liberal Senator John Tester out of there. That's what needs to be done. Uh, hey, uh, you know, we're talking about all the pain taking place in this country right now. Some of you are dealing with pain on a personal level. You've got pain in your knees, pain in your back, hips, you name it. And, hey, maybe you're retired. You know, and even though those illegals are getting more money than you are on your Social Security, you you got some time. You want to go golfing. You want, you'd like to go skiing. You'd like to go hunting in the fall. But you can't because of that pain. It's, it's what's holding you back right now. Well, let me tell you about QC Kinetics. They have a natural treatment. It's called regenerative medicine. It's where they take the healing properties that are already in your body, concentrate them down, put them directly into those achy joints. Uh, and they, they're now on the ground here in Montana. So you don't have to travel out of state to go get their services. Give them a call today and you can get a free consultation. QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. That's QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. And yeah, QC Kinetics, you can get a a free consultation right now. They are the nation's leader in regenerative, non-surgical pain relief. All right, so what's this story out of Missoula, Montana? Budget cuts. Democrats control that city, right? Democrats control those schools. Democrats control that county. They have some of the worst taxes in the state. Well, the worst taxes in the state. So why are they cutting budgets? Check out what Jeremy Trebus has to say. Senator Trebus, uh, right after this. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. You got to win the elections first. And the system we have is the one we're stuck with. It's not the one you wish you had. That's the message that I think Republicans need to learn from this. Democrats will lie about abortion. They're going to demagogue abortion. They're going to demagogue the border. They're actually going to make the case it's not Joe Biden's fault, not ours. It's Republicans' fault. They didn't support the bill. No, Republicans said they're not going to support a bill that gives, after we've given $75 billion to Ukraine, uh, that gives them another 60-some-odd billion more dollars before they secure the border first. They're insisting on it. They have the right position, but they gotta sell it better. And Republicans better get their Adam Schiff together on the issue of abortion and have a clear message. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Now you've heard me talking about Burner, B-Y-R-N-A and their pistol. It is a less lethal pistol in this case that you can rely on if you're ever in a situation where you need protection. Their pistol fires powerful deterrents like tear gas and kinetic ammo. And listen to the story from Marvin, a Special Forces vet. And Marvin fired his burner from 40 feet away as three unwanted people tried to enter his home. All three went down for 30 minutes, enough time for the police to arrive and for him to get to safety. Now, he said using a burner was no problem for him. And he simplifies it by saying you buy a car, you need car insurance. If you've got a life, you need life insurance, and burner is it. 
Our government agencies, police departments now across the country, they are now relying on the non-lethal option of Burner. Now, Burner is proudly American. They can ship directly to your home. It's, go to Burner. Watch their videos. Burner, B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Hannity. You'll get 10% off any purchase. B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Hannity. That's townsquarelocal.com. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, there's a headline for you. Missoula schools move forward with massive budget cuts. The budget shortfall could affect as many as 100 positions in the district. Think about this, Missoula. Think about all of the homeless transients you are paying for in Missoula. And uh, look at that. And you pay some of the highest tax rates, probably the highest tax rates across the board. The county raises your taxes. The city raises your taxes. Sometimes you vote to raise your own taxes so that you can have open space or a city park. And then the city park gets overrun by transients. And then you pay more for the transients. And now they're telling you, uh, massive budget cuts for the schools. But I think there's also something more at, at play here. And uh, State Senator Jeremy Trebus out of Great Falls made a great point. Uh, he shared this. Uh, this actually, this was from a couple of days ago via Twitter, via X.com. Uh, but this story from the, the liberal Montana Free Press just came out yesterday. Missoula schools move forward with massive budget cuts. Jeremy Trebus made this point. Democrat run. They boosted long-term positions with short-term money. It was bound to happen with this sort of irresponsible growth in budgeting. So the point Senator Trebus is making is that, okay, what Democrats did is they took the one-time COVID money and they wanted to bake it into long-term budgets. Literally, they were, they were just going to be marching people off of a cliff at some point, either marching taxpayers off a cliff by demanding more of your money or marching the, the positions off the cliff. And so whereas Republicans – by and large, made the right decisions. Hey, this is one-time funds. Let's use it for one-time purposes. That's pretty much what the Republican legislature and, and Governor Greg Gianforte did and have done. And so, yeah, there you go. Now, But now, now of course, they're facing the angry mob uh, now that uh, the Democrat-run Missoula County Public Schools uh, have to figure out a way to move forward with budget cuts. They're, they're, uh, they're facing the mob of their own making here is what it looks like. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shirley in Kalispell on the phone lines. What's on your mind? Thanks for the call. Good morning. Morning. Um, Tuesday morning, I got a call from the Flathead County Elections Department. I've helped them out the last few years or last few elections. They are 300 people short of being able to run the elections this year. And I would just encourage people to give a day every two years to help with the elections. You can call the county election department and find out the information. Hey, that's a great reminder. You know, how, how often will people, you know, say, complain about elections, complain about this, complain about that? But have you thought to volunteer and help out? I mean, and, and it's it's really sad. We we used to be a country that was filled with volunteers, and people just don't volunteer like they used to anymore. And this isn't even a volunteer. They pay you. It's not much. Oh, this is a paid. Wow. 
yeah, you get paid for every hour you put in. It isn't much, and it's not. I don't do it for the pay, but it isn't a hundred percent volunteer. Yeah, it takes a day out of your life. Yeah, and if you're maybe hey, maybe if you're somebody who's retired who's thinking, God, I you know I I'm yeah. I'm still fully capable. You know, I don't have to give up. I don't have to be stuck at a desk from nine to five every Monday through Friday. I don't want to be you know tethered to a desk. Yeah. But man, I want to do a little something. Yeah, sounds like a good opportunity. So if you don't like the machines counting your votes, somebody has to show up to do this. <laughs> good point. Good point. And if. If uh, entire countries like what France can count all the votes yeah. by hand, uh, you'd think yeah. counties could too, right? Yep. Anyway, that's what I wanted to say. Hey, well, that's great. I appreciate it, Shirley. Thanks for calling in. Glad we uh, glad we got to you before we ran out of time this morning. Uh, we've got more time to take more of your phone calls. Phone lines are open coming up for the 9 o'clock hour, 406-294-0970. And as always, you can message us on our Montana Talks app as well. Uh, let's see. I want to say something about Tom Vilsack. I think that's where I'm going to start. But you never know. I never know what, what we're going to talk about.